Hey everybody, this is your host Sal V. Uh, thank you for tuning in to our second podcast. So far we're doing them every Sundays and soon Wednesdays. I'm uh, doing this quick intro because there was a technical issue in this podcast and some of the earlier minutes in the beginning got cut off. I figured out why and in podcast three that should not be an issue. Uh, we interviewed one of my best friends, brothers, uh, Deranged, Killville. He is a artist, gamer, business entrepreneur, all that, and uh, we discuss further projects. Anyway, let's get into podcast two on the Salvi and Naughty Talk podcast featuring Deranged. He gets uh, uh, wait, wait. a free pony. A free Look, pony. You get my vote if you, if there's Taco Bell involved. Oh, yeah. Everyone gets a free five layer. Five layers for America. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> So another thing we're going to be on these podcasts is we're little jokesters. We like to crack up and have fun. So I wasn't joking. I was 100% serious. <laughs> I mean, good luck, buddy. I we'll have you. the buttons after the show. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's right. I feel like there's a lot of trap influence coming into a lot of music right now. There's yep, a yeah. lot. There's even some uh, songs that I've done recently that have some trap influence that I don't consider to be trap, but it has... Like trap cadences and the instrumentation and all yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually something that helped me draw into them when I first heard them in the particular positions and spots that they were. Because I don't like it heavy, the the clicking and the... You know the what I'm, hi-hats, man. They can get annoying. Yeah, it can be yeah. a little overpowering. And um, I, I, I get how it's catchy and it's edgy and it's different. And I can see how it, it, it's it's popular. But sometimes when you're doing genre-bending stuff, it, it's it's... It's not necessary, and uh, the 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 trap I see coming into a lot of different genres right now, no matter what it is. Yep. Um, I see that. I, I kind hear of, it a lot in like my favorite K-pop female band is Red Velvet. They do like very experimental pop, but like the instrumentation on the percussion is very trap. Sure. I think it's a it's a fine line between overdoing something and doing just the right amount. Like it has to be subtle. Especially when you're like genre bending and you're like mixing different things, you have to try to take the best of each thing, but you also have to understand that you gotta let some of it go, you know? Like people say the what what is the saying? The the best form of flattery is imitation. Mm. So if you do something well, especially the parts that even stand out from the overall thing that you're doing, those are always going to be taken and adjusted and added to somebody else's thing because that's the best part of it. Like, that's going to stand out. And, you know, those things, the things that are truly great, like true classics, they're going to stand the test of time, you know? They're going to be able to, 20, 30, 40 years down the road, people are still going to listen to it and be influenced by it and take their favorite parts of it to make something new out of it, you know? So is this a coincidence? Last night before I went to bed, actually it's more like uh, 11 o'clock last night, our time, Minnesota Central Time. I posted a thing on Facebook that said, where are my night owls at? And I put a little moon with a little owl. Funny. Thought it was just quick to the point to see who's all awake still and yeah. kind of get kind of a poll on who's Probably interactive. Really. Yeah. Well, I also wanted to see who was interactive this time of night to kind of see who's engaging at night versus who's engaging during the day, you know? Right, yeah. Um, I'm trying to be able to hit different markets and be able to still socially engage everybody. But Mercules uh, this morning posted something exactly almost word for word for what I said. But he didn't have the moon. He just had the owl. What? Uh, and I'm like, well, did he go and read my post? And reposted it? Well, kind of. Yeah, like, yeah. Did he read my post and just kind of repost my post? Imitation <laughs> is, what you, what, 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 That's what I was saying with the imitation and yeah, the imitation flattery. and the, 
I'm flattered. The best form of flattery. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you were even talking earlier about what was what was he talking? See, this is this is bad. We were talking earlier about uh, stuff. This is <laughs> this is three people that I don't know if I told you, but this is the other guy I tell you that's bad at remembering things. Even Uh-oh. though he's he's a very successful person, mind you, he's I, I do I. he's a good businessman. He he's works blushing. very hard, <laughs> but his memory is dog water, as the kids say, garbage. Like mine, so he's like, remind me to remind you. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Write a post-it note for that post-it note to remind me of that thing later. Yeah, yeah. see, you're already ahead of the game because no, you forget too. But he's like, I got post-it notes everywhere. Look at it. <laughs> it's it's cr- scrap notes, you know. I even yeah. take a post-it note and I'll take five different notes out of that post-it note. Mm-hmm. Look at this. That, that one post-it note right there is like five different things. So we'll talk a little more <laughs> again about left this morning. <laughs> Did you hear that? What I was editing? Yeah, you showed it to me. And uh, you said that one was like a Kid Rock influence. Actually, when I had uh, Young uh, Troubadour uh, produce it, I had given him some influences on type of songs that I wanted. And this particular production, he had done. I wanted him to do something similar relation to the emotion of a Kid Rock song. One of his ones, like. Um, like, um, now I can't even think I'm having a, uh, uh, another one. Now I can't even think about it, but there's like five Should different songs. post-it note. Uh, yeah, post-it note. There we go. Um, <laughs> born free. Okay. I was born free. Yeah. Uh, there's another one. There was a couple of them like that, that were just really inspirational. Some of his more, uh, legendary songs that are very influential for people in the sixties and seventies. Um, because when Kid Rock started making music, he wasn't really making music for a lot of different age groups like he is now. Yeah. Uh, now he's more catering to people our age and older. Yeah. I feel uh, like that's his, his market, though. It is and it isn't. I mean, it, it all depends on... I mean, anybody in music, your market is always the younger. Yeah, Th- those the are the people part. who... The youth, that's right. Absolutely. Statistically, even like again, not, not to even get into that political side of it, but statistics have proven to show that the younger female audience does the most numbers. Exactly, because they're the ones also going and asking mom and daddy for five bucks to go buy that album, or that they're the ones that want the posters. They're the ones most of the time that want all the merch and all that. So. Exactly, and 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 they're the ones usually quick to gossip around school if a new song just popped. You know. Um, Cause I know back in the day, I for those people that know about LimeWire, that was uh, <laughs> I didn't care about buying CDs or nothing. I would get viruses on my computer, but I, uh, all the MP3s I wanted, man. Sure, it was much easier back in the day. Yeah, now don't 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 do don't use LimeWire, kids. Don't pirate. You know that's funny because I actually uh, got told by a friend to do that, and I know I knew nothing of all this pirating BS. They were like, "Hey, download this thing, and you'll get free music," and I wasn't really thinking about the repercussions. So I went and downloaded some Metallica. Me I downloaded yeah. some Kid Rock and some Eminem and also some movies, which yeah. were Marvel movies. That's where they get you. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like a couple days later, I get some emails saying we're shutting your computer down and all this stuff. And they actually like froze my computer until I wow. deleted all the stuff. It was actually really weird. They actually could get into your computer, though. That's weird. How long ago was that? Uh... Roughly. Six, seven, eight years ago. Wow, that's crazy. Cause when I first got like LimeWire and started torrenting shit, um, 
I didn't, nobody, they didn't tell me it was illegal either. So I was just like, oh, free music? Cool. Like, I didn't, I didn't fucking, I was like 12 or 13. And yeah. I was like, okay, go home after school, download LimeWire, see what that's about. I didn't really know much about viruses either, all that shit. So it was just like, okay, cool. Let's listen to all the cool music. I was, you know, didn't come from a, a, a very well-off family. So free music was cool as fuck to me. I didn't have. Free anything. Free anything, yeah. Sure. Um, but again, I didn't know it was illegal. So I started downloading a bunch of, sh- a bunch of stuff. And it was, yeah, when I downloaded a movie, that's when, but they didn't, like, shut my computer down, or they didn't even, like, threaten or tell me I had to delete any of the stuff. I just remember getting something in the mail from, I think it was Comcast, and they're like, yeah, you downloaded this thing, and this is oh, yeah. this goes against these ruling and these laws or whatever, and I was like, oh, shit, I thought I was in trouble, I was going to go to jail or some shit, because you always see all the ads, you, know, you wouldn't download a car, all that yep. bullshit. You wouldn't download a car. <laughs> no, I, I can't say that. Which, I mean, realistically, if you could download a car, what? Why wouldn't you? But I can't say they actually point. shut my computer physically down. I just remember them taking control of like certain things on my computer that I couldn't wow. like. That's still weird though, because that remote yeah. access, I didn't even know they could do that. They just sent me a letter. They were just like, "Don't do it again." And I was like, "Oh god!" And then, well, and then that's kind of like that's a what, slap on the wrist. Yeah, that's yep. when I knew I was like, "Okay, this is illegal." And they had like the name of the the law and the subsection and all you know all that Your all IP that address. logistical stuff. Yeah, my IP address and all that stuff and you know, where you could find it in the law books and all that shit. And I was like, oh, I won't do this again. But they, they not, it didn't say anything about, oh, get rid of the stuff you downloaded. So all the music I downloaded, I, I remember I kept it. I still listened to all that music for years. And they, they never did anything about it. So that's weird that they actually, like, locked your computer down. I never heard of that. They were able to not only seize the files, but make sure that even somehow I had some of those burned on CDs. Those CDs that I had burned didn't even play anymore. It was weird, so I tried to reburn them. The, the media on your computer got shut down. Yeah, so I went to go re try and reburn those and retransfer stuff. I had no access to anything. They like corrupted everything associated with those files, wow. so that I had no access to even ha- use them. And I'm illiterate to this stuff, so when all this happened, I thought the end of the world was going on. I'm like, I'm gonna go to jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I get it. I feel you. I'm going to get stuck with a big fine, and I'm going to fucking hate this. <laughs> All because I downloaded something, because somebody said this is free. Look, my, I... Because somebody said Lil Wayne Lollipop was free. <laughs> 2008, by the way. I know about computers, but, like, the best way to explain how much I know maybe in comparison to you, it's like, say, if we were to both travel to Korea, I know survival Korean. Sure. Like, I know how to ask for the bathroom, where the, where the taxi is. Where the beer at. Where's the beer. Or stuff like that. That's, like, my knowledge in computers as far as, like, what things do and what viruses are. Like, uh, But, yeah, Left This Morning was influenced by Kid Rock. It's something that you told me. Um, and, again, was that one started by Twangin' Round, or how did you go about that? I actually, with Twangin' Round, uh, they had started the, um, the hook. Okay. I told them what direction I wanted the song to be. Yep. I told them how I had gotten the song to be influenced by a, a type of kid rock, kid rock influence like Born Free. Um, I just I wanted something that was kind of like heartfelt, right? Uh, something to touch home a little bit more than your average upbeat or even melodramatic song. I wanted this to kind of be uh, somewhat legendary in in the in the in the heartfelt touch. Legendary is a good word. I like that word. Um, and and I mean that influentially because I, I I'm I personally grew up listening to Kid Rock in all different stages, and some of his best music is his legendary stuff. So I kind of wanted to have something. 
See, this is why this podcast is so great because I don't know much about Kid Rock. I know I Kid Rock's so influential and powerful as an artist that if you're into music, especially here in the Western world, I know of him. I've seen him. I've seen his videos, but I can't say I like. Oh, I know X amount of song. I, I I've spent good time. I I don't. I was never a fan of Kid Rock, or I never listened to him. So like hearing you talk about this is so interesting to me. Honestly, my mom never was a fan of Kid Rock either. And your mom, really? Yeah, and and then we brought her to a Kid Rock concert uh, a couple years back, and uh, we couldn't get her to take Kid Rock CD out of her car <laughs> for two years. I mean, I think I need to go to a concert then. Uh, I mean, his music's changed so much in the last you know twenty years compared to you know when he in the nineteen nineties. And 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 we all have evolved. And and left this morning. Actually, I can't even give Kid Rock too much credit. Some influence came from the idea, starting that. But the song itself has nothing to do with anything Kid Rock vibe. True, left true. Left this morning actually has more of a uh, a melodramatic hip hop country type of vibe. That reminds me of the story you talked about. How you when you knew you could do this as a career. Like, I think you were on a video shoot with the good old boys and small. Yeah. I mean, initially, I was writing some poetry, packaging. I, I run and operate a, a family business uh, Monday through Friday, shipping out stuff around the world. And I c- collectively just would take thoughts throughout the day, and I'd go and write it down. And sometimes I'd put it in my phone. And uh, sometimes they're little verses. Sometimes they're little hooks. Sometimes they're little, little ditties of this, you know, here and there. And after being friends with the good old boys and, and going to uh, California on several occasions with business, uh, with the business called The Lucky Root, I got to see his perspective from an artist doing shows and doing music videos. So after going down there and being part of a couple music videos that they had done in collaboration uh, with good old boys and small, I, I, I seen all of the poetry that I had been doing for a couple years making more sense to me. And and the stuff I had done as a juvenile, uh, I was more influenced with like Dr. Dre and Eminem and like that that hardcore hip hop, yeah. um, and and even Outlaw Country like the real Johnny Cash and Waylon and Waylon Jennings and uh, um, you know See, that, that's the good country. Yeah, it it really is. I, nothing against people that are doing country music today. For sure, for sure, it's just not my taste. I prefer campfire country, if you if you will, stuff that's more genuine outdoor even fun and upbeat a lot of country nowadays that i hear radio country uh it's it's soppy it's sad you know and and i've even heard people say if you rewind a country song backwards you'll get your dog your wife and your kids back so yeah i've heard that people uh, say that every song is about oh i lost my dog or something about my wife or something about the truck yeah so you rewind that and you get all that <laughs> shit back so the type of country i like to do is upbeat outdoor fun genuine shit that anybody even even city folk who just you know live in live in a, a brick room every day like to go outside and either go fishing or hunting or mm-hmm. Go for a, a walk even down by a riverbank somewhere and enjoy enjoy Mother Nature. Uh, that's the type of country music that I like to do. And uh, I feel like anything we're doing at this point is a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, and, and that's good because then we don't put ourselves in a box. Then you, you're not just a country artist. You're not just rock and roll. You're not just hip hop. You're not just trap or, or pop. You know, you're pop funk 
or your trapped soul. Um, and, and that goes further. That will go further, especially, I mean, we're in 2020. 21. Well, but I'm, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it, essentially, okay, essentially, we're into 2020, like, decade. I don't like that year. Even 2025, it's still going to be. We're in 2020. Like we're we're yeah. like we're past the 2020 mark now. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't like that year, but I feel you. <laughs> it's almost no, Mad Max and Thunderdome time, to, you know. To the point, though, it, no, it makes a lot of sense. And being able to diversify yourself, it, I mean, you're really only giving yourself more opportunity. That's more people that you're able to reach. Let's say if you would have made just a song that is only one type, that doesn't appease to everybody. But you throw a little bit of what people like from other things. I mean, you're gonna get. You're just going to reach more people with that same, Absolutely. same amount of work. One of my music mentors back in the day taught me, learn every style you can, even if you end up not singing that particular style. For example, it's like learn how to belt rock vocals. Learn how to sing classical with the, the tonality they do. Because, for example, there's a difference between pitch and tonality. I could sing a, any note like, ah. And to say it more classical, uh, you know, people mock that, but it's like <laughs> your, your larynx or your throat tonality went down. And R&B and trap soul tonality tends to go, yeah, like higher, you know what I mean? The point mm-hmm. of that is that you learn every style so you can incorporate it into the music you want. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even, even small changes like that that might uh, most people might not even catch, it's like the people that, that really know about it are going to understand the difference between singing the same note one way versus the other. And sometimes it's that subtle change gives the, that, that part a whole different vibe. Yep. I agree. Because it, it's like, you know, when I show people my music and I ask for critique, I've even gotten to the point with some people where I'm like, don't just say it's good or don't just say it's all right. Why? And some people are like, well, I'm not well-educated in music like you are. I'm like, that's fine, but the thing is, at the end of the day, you're a consumer of music. Mm-hmm. So and, and, and at, to a degree, I value your opinion a little more because someone who is, quote-unquote, well-educated, uh, they might say things that I agree with, but I already kind of have thought of. Sure, there's things that they'll they'll bring up that I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense, I'll try it. But when you're a consumer, sometimes you don't even know why you like it. But you can kind of try to describe it. And, and even in, like, when I've done, like, what, what you like to call the Pepsi challenge. Yep. Where we try, uh, I try my old mix and my new mix, and I'll show people, and they're like, I like the new one better. I'm like, you don't even know why you like it better, and you like it better. And then they start describing it, and I'm like, see, that that's what I'm looking for. Whatever way, even if it's, like, it feels like like you're biting into a new piece of fruit as opposed to... An old one. I don't know. That, that was a bad analogy, but <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, no, I, I I get your point. It's like you don't have to know how to make a, a shirt to wear it. You know, you can feel the difference between an old shirt and a new shirt. You know what you like. You don't have to know yeah. about all the different textile and materials and all that stuff. You just know it's one's more comfortable than the other. And honestly, it, it, in most cases, sometimes in the first couple seconds of a song, I'll know if I like it or not. Yep. And I, sometimes I don't even give songs a chance. The first, like, two to five well, that's, seconds. That's, a, that's what A&Rs do. They probably won't listen to your song more than ten seconds. Yeah, if I give a song ten seconds, that's, that, there's a good chance I'm going to give it 30, if not 60. If I give it ten seconds, I definitely want to hear the hook into the 20, 40-second mark. Um, if, the hook, if the song doesn't already start with the hook, then it's got my curiosity at 10 seconds. It's like, all right, I've already stood here waiting in line for 30 minutes for this food. I might as well wait another fucking 10 seconds. Right. You know, 
and then it gets you another 10 seconds. But initially, if you like, if you if you hear like even just searching around for 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 beats, if if we've ever gone through a catalog, like any any artist out there has ever fished around through producers and looked through catalog beats, even if you don't know what you're looking for, searching right. through the beats, you'll know if you like it yeah. right away or not. Yeah, and especially like you said, you're looking through a whole catalog. If they have 250 beats listed in there, you can't give a minute to each beat. That's too much time. Like you gotta be able to uh, if it if it catches your attention if it hooks you it's very likely it's gonna hook everybody else you don't really need more than ten seconds. Being that you know I I really don't know a lot of his background in music and uh, you say you guys have been doing stuff for sixteen years. He's he's one of the founders of WNEX. Like all oh, right on that that title team name future label all that it was him and Hirsch and John and myself. Hirsch and Jody were the ones that came up with the name. But Deranged was there when it all began, and he was, like, one of the people that helped push the agenda. Badass. Yeah, a lot of, uh, I, I would say a lot of what I do is kind of more in, in the background, you know, to keep shit going. A lot of logistical stuff that I can help out with, you know. I started doing music um, for myself, too, with these guys, because, I mean, shit, you see somebody jamming out, you just you want to jam out, too, you know. Especially, you yep. know, it, as a music lover, I'm sure you can relate with that. Um my biggest problem, though, <laughs> I would say, and this is not just with music, it was a lot of stuff, is I have a bad habit of not finishing shit. So I have, I don't know, how, much, how, how many unfinished projects that need a little bit of this or a little bit of that. So I haven't, I haven't really released a whole lot of music. I have a bit out there, but it's very minimal compared to what I've been working on for the last 10, 15 years, to be honest. So, I mean, I'm trying to get a little more focus. You probably hear a lot more stuff now. And it, honestly, seeing... Seeing Sal V work with you and all the stuff you guys are doing does kind of help motivate me, too, to want to finish up all my stuff that I'm working on, too, because, sure. I mean, putting it out there, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you make music for yourself. It comes from you, and it's from your soul. It's for your soul, but anybody else that can be influenced by that, too, like, that's a plus. Like, that's also a blessing, you know, that's being able to reach people the way that, especially... Again, as a music lover, I'm sure you can relate. You hear a certain song that has a certain vibe or a certain feeling or makes you feel a certain way or makes you think a certain way. That's going to stick with you for the rest of your life. And that's going to influence you a lot of times, not even just with music, just in, in life in general. You know? Sure. So being being able to share what you're able to produce and put out there with the rest of the world, is that's cool. There's nothing like that. You got to do it at your own pace, comfortable pace. Yeah. Uh, there's people out there rushing music, and you can tell. And I'm not even an advanced artist, but just I'm an advanced listener. Being a yep. DJ, I DJ weddings for six six years, mm -hmm. uh, five solid years. My sixth year was kind of a couple last shows just to finish it off. But yeah. six actual years I DJed weddings. So I got to actually be that consumer. Yep. And I got to sit there and pick apart different genres, different weddings. Some of them were some beatnik weddings. Some of them were some country folk weddings. Some of them were some 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 city slicker weddings. Uh you know, and, and all of the in-between, it, 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 it came down to uh, not only consistency, but at your own pace. If, if the artist is not doing it at your own pace, if that's your pace, then, you know, that's, you're doing it at a good pace. Right. But if you can push yourself further, then that's what you need to do. Because I, I do see artists like uh, Chris Webby, uh, for instance, uh, out of Connecticut, I believe, um, he does uh, a song every Wednesday. Wow. Um, I, don't, I don't know his background or what he does for a profession, you know, because he's, he's very successful and he, he has a very good, good stream of income coming in from music, I'm sure. 
not only from merchandise but from 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 the actual streams from distribution but he does them every week because he can push them every week that's his pace right mm-hmm. you know uh that's that's actually good to know so it, it comes down to your pace you know i'm yeah. trying to do them every other week twice a month i can also have time for my business and my family and, right. and dividing it in between you just got to balance what you want to do with it yeah you know yeah that, that's a really good way to put it too um because there was a time in my life where I would get really frustrated that I would want to finish projects or do this or do that. But I had, you know, other shit happens in life. Life happens itself, you know what I mean? And yep. at the time, you know, a few years ago, I, you know, I was struggling and there was, there was other more important things to attend to. But at the same time, you know, being passionate about music, it hurt my soul not, you know, whenever I would take breaks or not do it for a long time, it always feel like something was missing. But at the same time, I... I'm not the type of person, I feel like I would be more disappointed in myself if I put out a rushed project that I wasn't happy with than holding on to it a little bit longer, like you said, taking my time with it and then releasing it to a level that I'm satisfied with. Yeah, especially if you were already in a dark place, because imagine releasing your rushed album when you're struggling. You would feel bad not only that you probably shouldn't have put that time into the album, because it probably hindered your life, yeah. But it also didn't come out how you want it to come out. Right, yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at, too, honestly, as an artist. I'm like, I'm finding my own pace again, because my pace used to be song after song, and you know that. But now it's like, I have a hard time making one song in like two, three months, man. It's not a bad pace, though. And you've also learned a lot of other shit along the way, too. So that, you know, that level of production, that quality, is going to take a little bit longer than, than what you were working on five, ten years ago. The level of production on these podcasts will get better too, because our puh podcast with the pop filter will have pop filters soon. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, so just letting you guys know, we're doing this on SM58s, uh, standard uh, AK47 microphones that you actually use for 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 performing on on stage. We actually are doing podcasts right now on SM58s, which is actually pretty badass. It, mm-hmm. It's it's pretty cool. We do need the pop filters though. There's the puh and the pa and the filter in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Look at me doing music this long and we can't even have pop filters. <laughs> the ambition is there. We wanted to start doing these. We we for a whole year we've been talking about different random random fucking things. I'm just gonna say it. You know, the f bombs thrown out there because they're random as fuck sometimes. The collectiveness of it. If we would have started doing this. A year ago, imagine the the content and and the creativity and 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 the not only that but helping and giving somebody an opportunity to now gain some knowledge from just listening to some knuckleheads talk. Mm-hmm. And now that we just told them something that's going to change their their career for the rest of their life. Yeah. So we got some bozos in a room talking about really nothing. And Loki keeps insulting us. Well, I, I'm, I'm in the part of the us. You know? I know that's what I'm saying. You're we're you're insulting the collective, but I mean he's right. Your influences and what you got, what's got you going in music. But um, what are your goals, Senor Deranged? Uh, like I let y'all know, you know, I'm trying to get that presidency in 2024. So don't forget to vote. <laughs> I mean, that's a good plug again. Uh, are you going to use music in your campaign? Uh. I'm going to steal Salvi's catalog and not give him any royalties, and there's nothing he can do about it. Um, we're going to use that for our campaign, and it's going to be fucking lit, 
And uh, don't forget. Are you going to carve my face off and put uh, it on yours? January 16th for my inauguration. And don't forget your five layers. So everyone go pick one up at your local Taco Bell for free. Um, Taco Bell does not endorse this message. but <laughs> Don't go to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> no, go, go ask for free burritos at Taco Bell. Don't tell them I sent you, though. Okay, tell yeah, them yeah. it was for America. <laughs> if they ask you, it's to make America great again. <laughs> I love it. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot going on. You know, I'm I'm hoping uh, we can finish up and wrap up an actual, like, completed little project here, maybe a little EP, um, hopefully this year. Uh, I, I do want to – I am planning on actually starting to release some music this year so you guys can, you know, listen to that. I'll keep you updated. Uh, Salvi will keep you updated once that comes out with all the links and all that cool shit. Um, lately, but not just music, though. Lately, yeah, I was just going to say, lately, though – uh, we got the whole team building our PCs, so we also have been working on, you know, the, the whole gaming thing. We got uh, Demon and Chaos, who just been going crazy. Shout out Demon in the background. Demon uh, in the background. You know, they've been going crazy and doing their thing and kicking ass on, like, Xboxes and shit. So they just got their PCs built, so that's fucking exciting. Uh, got my shit built up, too, so we're just trying to put out as much content for that as possible as well. Probably going to start streaming pretty soon here because I got, I mean, everything has just been falling into place. So that's another thing that, you know, another endeavor that I've kind of been going on as well. A few other things that I won't let you know about because that's secret. You know, I'll just be getting my money up and all that other shit. Part of the campaign. As far as distribution goes, do you have material distributed? As far as like uh, like on, music, on yeah. And like I don't at the moment. No, I think I have like one or two songs that might be on YouTube on like an old channel if that's still up. Yeah. I don't know. Aside from that, not really. But um, once I start putting music out, I'm buying leases and everything, so I'll probably be. I'll putting tell you. Apple I'll tell you where you, and all that shit. I'll tell you where he's going to first be distributed on. Huh. The Reaper album. I was probably going to do a couple singles. Leading up to the EP to, you know, get a little bit of hype around it. It is my first project that I'm actually going to be releasing in however long I've been alive. So, um, obviously, I have Salvi here Congratulations. Me out with that. Thank you. Um, but, yeah. No, there'll be a couple singles. I mean, like I said, I'll keep, I'll keep everybody posted with it. And I, I really do hope for some feedback. Good, bad, everything. You know, I, I take feedback pretty well. I love constructive criticism. You take that feedback. E. I love it. <laughs> that sounds that sounds naughty. <laughs> it sounds yeah. naughty, it does. Sometimes feedback be naughty, you know? It sometimes is the naughty northern. Sometimes. And I had Minnesota. some I had some feedback to Country Slide uh that I read today. Some people were not so happy with it. I saw the Facebook comments. I was like, God. I, what were they saying? I just like, you know what, and I, I'm expecting to get crude things i get it mm -hmm. but there were some pretty racial ones in there that i, I had oh. to actually delete because i just didn't want them pissing off and offending people and right in most cases i'd rather keep them there because one it's it's a facebook comment for the algorithm uh two it is freedom of speech but i guess a third reason anybody who comments on it should ha still have it on there but some of them some of them i took down and, and i don't feel bad about it they just they were bashing it and yeah. what the hell is this this isn't country and but the initial idea of it, uh, Country Slide was a collective genre bending project. Um, you guys have also heard of like Cupid Shuffle and the Electric mm -hmm. Slide, uh, even the Chicken Dance. Uh, just the icebreakers in general. I wanted to see something new, something that everybody could kind of do that wasn't just country. I would I didn't want another silly fucking line dance out there that not. Most right. of the people really didn't want to do. 
Right. So right. now we got people out there who wanted a line dance who didn't want some new trendy dance. Have you guys seen the new one? Country uh, is Slide? That, is that the one that has been on the TikTok? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. So what do you think of it? I think it's cool. Your honest opinion. Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, is it too hard? Is it like, is it like, what I, do you think? So me personally, I'm not a good dancer, so I didn't try like imitating it or anything. So I couldn't, I guess I couldn't really judge it on that point. From just like watching it perspective, it didn't look too difficult. I'm probably sure anyone could learn it pretty easily. But it's also like the age of like, you know, challenges and all that. People see something, they want, especially the whole TikTok thing. Uh, when it's a catchy dance or something that, that, you know, brings attention or it looks fun, like, people are going to do it. Sure. And, I mean, like you mentioned, it, there's always going to be haters. There's always going to be people that won't change with the times. They like what they like, and they don't want to see it change. And that, I mean, that's fine for them. But you also have your people that do enjoy it and people that do like it. And at the end of the day, that's who it's for. For sure. Innovation makes greatness. Yeah. I think so, too. So great minds think alike. Also, I mean, even even just, like, your basis of – of evolution you know you adapt or you die that's it you know that's you know fuck yeah you do if you don't if you don't adapt and you don't just you don't keep going you can stay stuck where you're at some people are content there then let them be content but the rest of the world the rest of the universe just keeps on going with or without you without forgiveness either it will not remember you it'll move on and it will have no remorse yep (laughs) that reminds me of when we were talking about left this morning like uh, when we were talking about the concept, maybe you talked about it in the last one, about leaving a legacy. Yeah. Because it's like the world will move on, you live or die. Yep. The world would move on. You know, some people would mourn, people would be sad, but the music would still be around. And that whole adapting thing, it not I think, can, is is very reflected in how you also progress as an artist. Yep. Oh, absolutely. I just want to give a message to my imaginary uh, audience. You guys, you guys are cool. Uh, you guys are going to be listening to this in the future, so this is like a time message that makes <laughs> me feel cool. <laughs> the time capsule. I mean, yeah, it's like you also said last time, too. I'm qu- I'm trying to quote the last podcast so people go check it out. It's always surreal to me when I hear something from the past, like listening to, like, uh, I don't know, John F. Kennedy's speech or something from 1962. It's very specific, by the way, because I was listening to him a couple of days ago. But those were recordings from the past, and it's like it's a time capsule of the man's voice. Because what I like to tell people, uh, audio recording is an imitation of what you sound like. That's what the difference is between microphones too. But cause this isn't actually my voice in the microphone that you're hearing. It's the recreation of it. Digital recreation. Right. You know, the last time that John F. Kennedy was our president was actually the last time that our country used monetized precious metals to back our currency. Wow. Uh, Two years after his death, they took silver out of not only the quarters and the dimes, but also the half dollars. Mm -hmm. And also the silver certificates that were one and five and ten and twenty five dollars were technically backed by actual physical silver. And, uh, you know, again, this is why we weren't going to talk politics, but. Um, I'm the coin digger, so I can talk I mean, coins. Yeah, yeah, that, that's coins. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the monetary the value of that um, is, you know, the the different ages of music, rather it be from the '60s, '70s, or '80s, or it be coins from that era. Uh, everything evolves. To one day it's EDM, the next day it's bop. And notice the way I said bop. Yeah. I'm gonna get some fans upset with me at that. <laughs> bop fans out there just so mad at me. 
Bop. Isn't it say funny to say bop? That's fun. Bop, bop. Do you ever imagine, look back back in the, you know, 10 years from now and say to somebody, hey, there's going to be a music genre called bop. Sure. <laughs> See, you laugh. Yeah, we yeah, that's the reaction. <laughs> but now people would be really offended, like, I love bop. Don't talk shit about bop. It's like, bro, if you can't laugh at yourself, then what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, I think I'm going to do another shameless plug here again until people go buy your album, Cowboys and Indians. Who He mentioned the coin digger. So go to thecoindigger.com and go buy that. Like I said in podcast number one, I will reiterate again, go check out podcast number one. I said that uh, it was a very groundbreaking album for me. And not only my mixing, but just all the elements. Hell yeah, man. We'll, we'll, we will also say again that Troubadour is a genius. Troubadour and you. Are both geniuses. We'll say it's a triad of knuckleheads and geniuses. Three knuckleheads and three geniuses. Collective knuckleheads and geniuses. Sure. We'll go, like, they'll be like, what? Okay, anyway. So go go check that out. And um, make. I want to see who is actually listening to this podcast at this point. If you've made it this far, go comment on either my latest post on Instagram or Naughty's latest post at Naughty Northern. Or it's at The Naughty Northern. Uh, the Naughty Northern. Uh, go on Instagram, The Naughty Northern. Go either comment on his post or at Salvi Machne and be like, I was there when you were talking about coins. Tell them the podcast sent you. Yeah. There we go. That's easier. See, I'm always saying weird <laughs> Hell stuff. Hell yeah. No, it's been fun. I appreciate you coming out, Deranged. Um, me and you ramble at times, too. So We ramble for free with nobody listening so if, if somebody else can listen to this and be like huh you know what maybe they do make some sense hey, then s- we're doing something a salute of some whiskey and tea to our very first guest hey he's our very first guest very first special guest deranged yeah hey, i'll have a salute with you if you got a we, shot glass or something i'll get you some bourbon right here hey. in the meantime that he's doing that i will also state that who would you like to see on this podcast just let us know in the comment section, either on YouTube or on our personal social media. Get Dr. Dre in here. That'd be, that'd be cool, man. I think he, he'd probably charge us a million dollars. But oh. I will talk about my next single after The Reaper called The Zombie next time. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, shout out Monty. And that's Jim Bean. Have you got any leaks out there about Zombie? Have you done any? Very minimal. So the world has seen some of it? Very minuscule, yes. If you follow my Instagram, you'll, you'll always see leaks of my music. Yeah. I, li- I get excited, so I like to... But I'm not Dio. I'm not Dio, by the way, who will... Even Kenny will message me like, bro, Dio is... He'll share the whole song <laughs> like months before it dropped. Look, You'll see him singing classic, in his car. The classic Dio leak. He's in his car <laughs> singing along, but it's all distorted, so you're not really listening to it, but you're kind of listening to <laughs> it. It's too damn. Right, he's, he's singing along to the mixed version. He's like, check this out, but I'm going to sing over it. And it's like the whole song. It's like, bro, that's not a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, just leak, you, just, you just leaked the song. Dio will be on here sooner than later. He might be get him on the next one. He might be our next one. Maybe so. But uh, until next guy, un, uh, until next time, guys. Uh, this has been Salvi and Naughty and Deranged. Hell yeah, we getting Naughty. I don't know yeah. how we ended this last time. <laughs> we'll end it with that. That's Something cool. like that. All right. <laughs> he says it all nonchalant. Uh, Hell yeah, we getting Naughty. Meow, Pacal. Meow, Pacal.